Comfort is talk about all of our least favorite films here on the I'd Like a Refund podcast. And boy, have there been some stinkers out there, right, fellas? Yeah, lots of them. That's right. Well, today we have a special treat for all of you. The films we're going to talk about today are not a bunch of bad films. These are going to be our top five films for the hosts of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. Cast, cast, cast. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's special edition of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. We are back and we are here to discuss our top five films. Joining us as always, we have Joel. Joel, how you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about good movies. Um, it's a nice little change of pace, so this should be a fun one. Yeah, well, we've had... A- Oh, you go ahead, Cam. Well, oh, here um, we go. Here well, we go. <laughs> I mean, if we're choosing our favorite movies and Joel's picking five, I'm not so sure that we're still going to be talking about good movies. You know, <laughs> I, w- I was thinking are, the same thing. Are honestly. we sure though? Are we sure that I'm going to have the worst list? I no, think we're Cameron, not. We're not sure of that. I'm. I'm. Sh- I feel like Cameron's list is going to be the one that most people are like. I don't want to watch it. I think people are going to listen to my list and they're going to be like, "Wow, that's excellent." So. Did you, did you, um, we have Cameron joining us as well. Yeah, that's me. Cameron, did you send your list to your good friend, Christopher Nolan to see if he approved? No, I think he would though. Um, I think you'd <laughs> be upset that I don't have more of his films on my list. Oh, that's a hint. He said more. But, that means there's at least one. Yeah. So big hint, big hints coming in at the start of this episode. I wonder if I can guess which one it is. No, he's, we're going to we're going to I'm not going to guess. I'm yeah, saying in my mind. It. In your mind you might guess it. No, we know. probably like we know each other well enough now to to the point where we can probably if we really sat down and thought of it, we could think of some of the films that would be in yeah. each other's top. Ryan's movies. Age of Ultron, okay. <laughs> Endgame, Infinity War, Guardians Thor of the, the Galaxy, World. Thor the Dark World. It's the exact ones that he said last week too. <laughs> when we were talking about this. Were they really? Yeah, those exact ones oh, and you wow. ended with you ended it with Thor the Dark World. That's why Joel said it again. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Oh. Um there might be some surprises in there and just to clarify before we get started, these are not what we consider the top 5 films that we've seen. These are our top 5 favorite films. So there might be underlying reasons behind each of them as to why they resonate with us as much as they do so just to, I, just to clarify that before i think mine are some of the best movies i've ever oh seen so oh here, here we go do you want to go first then if you're going to talk no about that i'm going to go last that way we build the suspense up to the you know the best right. list and like you said i mean these the ones i'm going to pick they're definitely movies that i thought were really good i just don't i'm not trying to tell you guys like oh my top five list is what i think are the greatest movies of all time yeah. I think I think we're all gonna have at least one on there that universally would be considered like one of the greatest films ever made. Not I have sen- five. Okay. Oh my <laughs> god. If you, all right. One more thing out of you, and I'm gonna make you go first. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so yeah, before we get into this, just again to clarify, not the five best films we've ever seen, just our favorites. So when we when you see our list, when you listen to the show, and we put them on our socials. I look forward to the comments of somebody oh, yeah. being like, this movie's not even that good. It's like, well, I think it is. So there you go. Whoever whoever would leave that comment, you're wrong. With that stated, Joel, do you want to kick us off here? Let's do it. So what um, we're gonna we're gonna have everybody go through their top fives. Joel is gonna go five to one, and then me, and then Cameron. And we'll discuss after each person's list, and then we'll talk about a couple more things after we've recapped all of them. Cool. 
Um, so not to put a disclaimer right at the very beginning, but Ryan and I kind of talked about this beforehand and a little bit with the Cameron as well. I'm always like, left out. Well, you have a job. So <laughs> um, a little bit of what we talked about beforehand is like, this was actually really hard um, for me specifically besides my number one, all the other four, I can kind of rotate around here and there. Um, and there were a lot that almost made it. So I think later on we might kind of talk about some like uh, honorable mentions. There were a lot of films that almost made it into my top five, uh, but they didn't. So with that being said, my number five is going to be the Steven Spielberg classic, E.T. Extraterrestrial. I freaking love E.T. I think, I mean, when people think Spielberg, that's one of the first three they think of in my mind. And it's just, it's a classic. It's gorgeous it has so many you know emotional moments both in terms of or in terms of you know sadness but also like happiness and anger and and fear and it's just a summer blockbuster you know it's just i really love et the score is phenomenal i could listen to that over and over and over again um and it's crazy to me that that was my number five it was it was very hard um it like i said it almost didn't make the cut because there are a lot of other films but when it came down to it i think et made sense as my number five number four i have a poster of this in my room this is the film her with joaquin phoenix i love her we've talked I-, I love her Aww. uh we talked about her before on the show talk shout about her sam. all the time shout out yeah. to sam shout out to sam yeah i love her um it- it's funny because in the the film the ios his name is samantha that's perfect yeah that's, um, what, I- that's what i was talking about oh okay well i was talking about my girlfriend no you weren't I'm the okay. one that brought up. I'm the one that said her name. So, um, if you haven't seen her, see it. This is one of those films that, like, when I suggested it to Ryan a few weeks back, I said, "If you don't like this, I understand. I can completely understand someone seeing this movie and not liking it because it's 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 not gonna be for everybody." Um, but there's just a lot about this movie that it's just to me just off the charts and fantastic filmmaking. My number three is one of my favorite films of all time. The I should say these top three are really the ones that. Two and three are the ones that I kind of flip back and forth on what's really number two, what's really number three. Uh, but this is a film that I really love, and I feel like I don't talk about it as much as I wish I did. Uh, this will be Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. I can literally watch Vertigo on a loop over and over again. That film is phenomenal. Uh, we've all seen Dolly Zooms and all kinds of films. This was kind of the film that put Dolly Zooms on the map. I think the writing's pretty solid. The story is incredible. It's got a fun twist that I... Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like it still kind of catches me off guard. I know what's coming uh, and it still gets me. And again, not to keep going back to this, but the score in Vertigo is just Bernard Herrmann just went insane at that score. And, it's and you're, a ma- you're a massive gorgeous. score nerd. Like oh, absolutely. Know, so. The first time I, I watched this, I was blown away. Uh, when I went up to San Francisco, the film takes place in San Francisco. I was kind of driving around and looking at things like, OK, well, this is where this happens or this is where that happens. And, oh, they drive past this. So, uh vertigo is insane like if you've never seen that to me that's hitchcock's best i've seen a handful of hitchcock and vertigo still stands out to me as number one number two if you haven't figured it out by now christopher nolan's interstellar to me that movie going experience i will never forget i saw interstellar four times in theaters each time was in large format i think i spent like 80 bucks to see this movie in theaters four times uh and and just like vertigo to this day every time i see it I'm just blown away by the visuals, by the score, by, you know, the writing and the story and 
I said it one time. This is the only, I'm not going to show you guys this ever. This is the only movie I've ever done like a YouTube review <laughs> review about. I did a 15 minute video that I posted to YouTube of me talking about Interstellar. And one thing that I mentioned to that, and I can understand people disagreeing with this, uh, but I think this is the closest that any of us that are alive now will have come to have seen 2001 A Space Odyssey in theaters. In terms of what that experience must have been like for audiences back then, I think that's the closest thing that we'll ever kind of get to that experience. Number one, my favorite film of all time. This one is a hard fact, and everybody knows this if you know me, Jurassic Park. I've loved that movie since I was a kid, just like everything else in this list. If you said, hey, you want to watch Jurassic Park today, I will sit down and watch it with you 12 times in a row. Um, at our former place of employment, there were a handful of shooting locations for Jurassic Park. And I got to go into the soundstage where they shot the famous T-Rex scene where they did the T-Rex paddock, uh, my favorite scene in the film. And I genuinely got emotional walking in there because I was like, wow, like this is where one of my favorite scenes in my favorite film of all time took place. And I don't know, it was a special moment to me. And I just, I really adore that film. Um, and I always has, I've always said Jurassic Park is the movie that made me want to make movies. And so it holds a very special place in my heart. So yeah, once again, my top five list. Number five, E.T. Number four, Her. Number three, Vertigo. Number two, Interstellar. And number one, Jurassic Park. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Sorry, I, I forgot to include Paul Thomas Anderson in here. My bad. I'll, I'll I mean, try and get that in uh, there next it's time. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Cameron, what do you actually think about his list? <laughs> um... Yeah, he's got two good ones on there. I mean, I'll say this. Anyone that looks at my list would probably absolutely think like film bro. You know what I mean? But it's <laughs> you, funny. You love, you love calling yourself a film bro. Well, it, I feel like it's true, but I feel like film bro is also taking like a new turn in like what people think because I feel like a lot of people that think like they're like, well, I'm not very film bro. I like movies by this director and they're like this super obscure director and it's like, oh, that sounds way more film bro. Yeah, that's, that's like – like there's only 24 movies. yeah 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 exactly uh, it's like yeah. oh like i like these movies by this company a24 you've probably never heard of them and it's like nope like we They're all know what a24 is yeah. yeah they made this movie called hereditary it's a super small horror movie that no one's ever heard of yeah yeah <laughs> what is it the a24 stands for a 24 year old 24 year old the only studio <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um i like your list um I haven't seen yeah, it's all right. the, the only thing I haven't seen on here is Vertigo. I don't think I've see, actually seen anything Hitchcock. You haven't seen oh, Psycho? Really? I think Psycho is the only one. Um if Psycho's I'm really great. thinking about it. Psycho I, I saw seen. Bates Motel. He did a great job with that show. Alfred that Hitchcock? Sh that show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw the remake of Psycho, the one with Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Oh, oh yeah. no. That one is horrible. <laughs> He's got just that a shot I, for shot remake. Remember him at the end just having the just the creepy look on his face the norman bates face but it's just like this doesn't work i don't like this at all this it's is very awful yeah this is the guy in wedding crashers it's, i'm not i'm not intimidated like, this is the guy from weird. from couples retreat yeah our friend Vince this is the guy that couples wants retreat. to go to applebee's with me yeah no I, I, he's trying to make sure that all of his mm -hmm. friends have people go to applebee's with him yeah um but we're, we don't have to talk about that movie <laughs> we're talking about good movies here um well. i think um that surprised me um, on your list, I didn't think you would go that far back. I didn't know you had, like, is it just the score with Vertigo that intrigues you about oh, it? Oh no, no, no! The film itself is is fantastic, and okay. some people may not agree that it's Hitchcock's best, but to me, it is absolutely hands down his best film. Cameron, have you seen it? 
No, I haven't actually. Oh my yeah, you guys you guys have to see Vertigo. It's Did you ever it's see the very good. Did they ever have like the Hitchcock experience um at like Universal Studios? I know they had one in Florida. Not out here. Um, no. They never at least had it not, out here. Not, at least not when I was going to the park. Oh, okay, cuz I remember them having it like when Universal first opened. Universal opened in the 80s or 90s. Uh, it was like the 80s, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was like late 80s, I think. Um and they opened with that. And I think it got taken over by terminator in florida i'm pretty sure like the t2 terminator uh mm-hmm. experience i don't like if it was out here i wasn't out here i used to go to the florida one more so sorry universal studios hollywood opened in 64 1964 yeah what the hell were they doing in 1964 it was it was orlando i believe that opened in the 80s oh okay i don't even know what any of the attractions would have been in the hollywood one in 1964 um, 1990s universal orlando 90s okay yeah um but yeah, that one surprised me. I never, we've never, I've never heard you talk about like classic film that mm-hmm. way, like you do some of these other ones. Yeah, and like I said, I th- I think that one's often a surprise to a lot of people. And like I said, like that mm-hmm. one, like I almost put that as number two. Honestly, like I love that film that much. It is a very fantastic film. Um, we kind of talked about like we might have these weird little like connections to some of the things. Um, I was sitting at home one day, and this was like after I graduated high school. And I had always wanted to be like a veterinarian, like my whole life. But then as I got to like my senior year of high school, I was kind of like realizing like, I don't think that's what I want to do. Like I kind of want to go like the film route, um, whatever. And I was sitting there one day watching Vertigo and this was the first time I'd ever watched it. And when the movie ended, that's when I looked into going to film school. And ultimately it's kind of like the film that like gave me the push and said like, yeah, this is what you want to do after seeing that movie and just seeing how beautiful it was and, and, just what I took from it, you know, it, it was just such a good film that it was like, yeah, this is what you want to do with your life. Like those feelings that you got watching that, like you want to create that for others down the road. And like I said, it's kind of the mode that pushed me and said, like, like go for it, you know? No, that that makes sense. Um, I think, I think Cameron would probably agree with me on this. I don't think either of us are surprised at what your number one film is. Oh, um, not a no. chance. You talk, like I said, yeah, you, you can pick anyone who's ever met me and they would know <laughs> what my number one is. Yeah. No, it's because like, I know like, I know you're. I'm surprised you didn't have anything from Pixar in your top five. So that's the thing is, I I almost did. Um, yeah. I almost threw Wally in there, um, and it's hard because like I don't want to. I I don't like think like some people think like animation is kind of like a lesser art because I don't feel that a way at art. all. Like <laughs> I've said it before, and I'll say it again. As much as I love live action, like if if I got a job at Pixar, or Walt Disney Animation, like I would feel content the rest of my life. I would not yeah. feel the need to yeah. direct feature films in, in that's such activity. a that's such a like oh yeah i guess if i got a job at pixar i guess i'd be fine like <laughs> no, but, no but you know what i mean like like, like i think it's someone I think like brad saying, bird i, I think you know, i think like, he's saying i think he's saying like i could get an internship at pixar and that could or like a lower like an like a base level job at pixar and just be like i will just work at this company and work my way up the rest of my life and be totally content i feel is that what you're saying no I, well what i'm kind of saying is like like you think of like a lot of the pixar directors and stuff like lee unkrich and you know and pete doctor and all these people and it's like they've just directed animation you know and again as popular as stuff as animation is how many random people general public people can you say like oh you know leon critch's work and they're gonna be like who's that i have no clue who that is hey you are you familiar with dan scanlon's work i have no clue who that is you know what i mean whereas if you say like oh are you familiar with martin scorsese you know stuff you you feel your steven spielberg they know these names because they're these big time directors for live action we don't really 
the directors for animation aren't really in the limelight as much, you know? No. So, sure. like, you see people like Brad Bird and Andrew Stanton, who Andrew Stanton's my favorite Pixar director. Yeah. Um, you see people like them, and they've kind of dabbled in the live action. Um, their career paths are kind of the ones that I might like, imagine, like, oh, I'd love to do this, kind of do a little animation, do a little live action. But I guess what I was kind of getting at was, like, end goal, I'd be happy working at Pixar Walt Disney Animation in any facet and not have to feel the need that I'd also want to direct live action. Gotcha. Um, but all that to say, it was very close for me to put Pixar on the list um, because, again, I just love these films so much. Uh, but I do think these top five that I put together beat out any of the Pixar films, including Wally for me. No, that's a that's a fair point. Um, just looking at... Uh, yeah, I, there's not a lot of not a lot of surprise on your list just from mm-hmm. us knowing you. Um, Jurassic Park, Interstellar, and her. I think I told you last week that like there were three that I knew were going to be on your list, and it was those three. Those three. Um, ET surprised me a little bit. Can you tell like go a little more in depth as to like why you feel so attached to ET? Yeah. So again, I, I, this sounds so basic, but Spielberg's my favorite director. Mm. And he has been ever since I was young. When I first went to Universal Studios, you know, it's just like half the stuff there is his work, you know. And for my number five, it was very hard. There was, including E.T., there were three Spielberg films that almost took up my number five spot. And it was E.T., Close Encounters, and Jaws. And I think all three of those films, like I said, are just the epitome of a summer blockbuster. You know, everyone likes to say, like, Spielberg invented the genre of a summer blockbuster film with Jaws. And I think these types of films are exactly that. Um, E.T., the character, is just so fun and, like, whimsical. And we're so used to, like, these alien movies where the alien's the bad guy and they're, you know, they're trying to kill you or they're hunting you down and stuff like that. And it's, like, to get that sort of opposite type thing where it's like oh no like he's a friend and you know you're trying to help him get back home he has no ill intentions like he just wants to go home and that the emotion in it you know the 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 connection between et and elliot and that relationship that builds all culminating to that you know terribly sad goodbye at the end he's like i'll be right here and he touches elliot in the heart like Mm. i don't know every time i see the movie you know I, i i tear up because it's just so incredibly emotional and like i said it just in insane filmmaking to me you know it may not be something as as lavish and and flashy as maybe some of other uh, spielberg works or even works that we're used to seeing today from modern directors uh but to me i look back at that and it's just like this is easily one of the the best films of all time in my the, mind the practical effect for et is pretty good too mm-hmm. on that yeah one, especially the bike scene mm-hmm. um when you go to universal studios and you go on the et ride and he says your name to you do you get emotional um I hate that you brought that up because <laughs> I actually never got to ride the E.T. ride at oh, Universal Hollywood. No. Yeah. By the time I went to Universal for the first time, that was already gone. Um, and I've never been to Universal Orlando. So oh. I've never experienced that, but I am certain that it's, I will. Yes. It's great. <laughs> I, I hope you get to go before they I inev- fully before intend they, Before they inevitably get rid of that one because it's the last one standing mm-hmm. of like the old school Universal because I used to go there all the time. They got to get rid of it to put a screen ride in. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't even want i don't even want to get started you know I, i've told you multiple times like you and i are huge theme park buffs and we've uh-huh. been we've been out here for a while i've gone to disneyland a bunch of times uh, i didn't don't even really care about going to universal studios right. um because their rides make me angry with what they do <laughs> um but yeah that's uh that's a, there's some surprises on your list but it's very much in line with where i thought you would go cameron do you have anything else to say on joel's list no you're good 
I yeah, I mean I'm I'm disappointed in you, but that's okay. Whoa, whoa It's okay. Whoa. I'm I'm almost certain I'm gonna strongly dislike your list. What do you mean disappointed? <laughs> I don't what do you think mean? you will. So. What do you mean by disappointed? What do you mean by that? We'll talk like, about it when we get to mine. Let's okay. do it. Okay. All right. Well, I'm. You still. I guess I'll go next then, right? Yeah. Let's, let's uh, do Brian's up, up in the middle. Okay. So, it was really hard to figure out what order to put the Marvel movies in for my list. <laughs> see which one was five through one. Um. But I think I think I made it work to figure out which one would be fifth. So we talked about animation before, and like you said, animation didn't make it onto your list. Mm-hmm. It made it into mine, um, in my number five slot. My all-time favorite animated movie, uh, The Lion King. Yeah. Um, that film that came out in 1994. So I was I was a wee lad when Lion King came out. Um, I remember I don't remember seeing it in the theater. But what I do remember is that we had a VHS of the Lion King. My mom used to work in New York City and like on the like streets, people sell like like copyrighted VHS tapes on the streets. <laughs> and she she found one uh, one time she was out there for the Lion King and she brought it home. Uh, I don't remember. I know that that happened. I don't remember anything about it. All I remember is that I would watch that almost every single day for as long as I can remember um that cast is incredible the voice work yeah. just really works with me um the score is just powerful and even the uh even the soundtrack with like the elton john songs on there i just i still think it is the best film that I, that disney has made in my opinion i know it's not everybody's opinion but in mine it just that's a perfect movie, and I really enjoy watching it. And I can't wait for one of you guys to ask me about the 2019 Lion King film uh, about that, because, boy, do I have thoughts on that. Um, my number four film, I'm going to go with the uh, the film Birdman. Or I want to make sure I get the whole title right for Birdman. Um, this, of course, came out in 2014. Uh, it's a film that really put uh, director uh, uh, Inuritu on the map. Uh, I gotta make sure I get his name right too. It's uh, he's got a. You said it right. Did I? In Ritu? I thought yeah. so. Um, so Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Wow. Now, this was a very popular film around Oscar season around that time. This is when I was in college trying to figure out what I wanted to do next with my life, which still working on it. Um, but when I saw this film and I saw how it was shot, where it's like just a bunch of following shots and you're going from room to room, very Sorkin-esque, mm-hmm. um, how they shot this. And then it's a story of an actor trying to find his way um, after being a major success. And he's kind of on a downturn, but he's going into Broadway to try and reinvigorate his career. Um, it, I don't know what it was about that film and it probably didn't speak to a lot of people but it spoke to me and it was just like wow like they're making films that just blow me away with some of the stuff they're doing and really is just like this is what i want to be involved with so mm-hmm. you mentioned that with uh which you mentioned vertigo. that with, her, with vertigo sorry yeah, yeah vertigo's film you're like i need to get into this industry birdman was a film when i was like i want to make something like this um so that's why i have birdman at number four uh number three i have the nice guys the shane black directed nice guys film um i've mentioned this on our show before yeah uh as like something i think it was like my very first film that i suggested that people should watch 
Um, this is my favorite comedy that I've ever seen. Um, a lot of comedies that you'll see uh, do a lot of stupid humor, but it, whether it works or not, it's still mm -hmm. stupid humor. I just think this film is a very smart telling of what a comedy should be in today's film industry. Um, you have your two lead actors in Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling who play off of each other so well. They play There's the straight man of Crowe and the, the comedy elements of Gosling, and it just works with two actors that you probably would have never thought to put together in a film, mm -hmm. and they just, they just crush it. And Shane Black as a director is not a director I really care for all that much with a lot of his other films. There's a lot I haven't seen still of his that I'd like to give a chance, but this one I remember seeing in the theater. It just, it just worked. I really enjoyed the 1970s LA elements to it. Like we've seen other films take from that, but we've seen other films since then take from that. We've seen films before this one go there as well. Anytime you go to like old school Hollywood, old school LA, I'm very intrigued by the setting yeah. of what you're going to see there. So nice guys coming in at number three. Number two, I'm a huge fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. I think that what they've done with the box office juggernaut films <laughs> is somewhat to the level of groundbreaking, what they've been able to do to pull all of these different movies together into one universe and make it as cohesive as they can. And we've seen a lot of other studios try and do that, and it doesn't work with their franchises. But for Marvel, it works. And the one that I would put in the number one spot would be Avengers Infinity War. Because if any Marvel film was able to take everything that they've been working on for about, I believe it was 10 years at the time. Yeah, 2018 mm -hmm. was when Infinity War came out. So 10 years of films to take it all and culminate in a story that had depth, it had action, it had comedy, it had, it had moments where it really made you tear up. It just, it works on a level that many box office films don't work. And I, the moment where at the end where they think they're going to defeat Thanos, who we've been building up to since 2012, this is Phil. And when they finally think they're going to beat him and he ends up snapping his fingers, I just remember in the theater, a hush falling over the crowd as nobody knew what they were going to do next because we've never actually seen a villain win in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, and then we see half of our cast disappear and the movie ends and, I was completely shook and I was so excited to see the next film um, coming after that. And then my number one film, this has been my favorite movie of all time since I've ever seen it. I have net yet to see anything else that'll top it. I don't think anything ever will. My number one film is back to the future. Um, there's a reason that a guy like Zemeckis has been approached so many times by people to remake this film. And every single time he's told them, as long as I'm alive, nobody is touching Back to the Future. This film is so important to him, and it's really important to me as well. This is the first, like, you remember, like, when you were a kid and, like, your parents would be like, "We, you should watch this. I think you're really going to like it. Mm -hmm. um, my dad showed me this when I was very young, and I clicked with, uh, with the characters in this one so well, which is, like, so weird because, like, most of this film takes place in 1955. Like yeah. there's nothing I can relate to as like a six year old to things happening in 1955. So like the sci-fi elements really come in and make that interesting. The Marty McFly character is very relatable in my opinion to a lot of people. And just, you want to talk about 
score. I'm not a big uh, as big a score head as you are, but Silvestri's score on this one, the main title for Back to the Future. If I'm driving in my car and that song comes on, I'm instantly going 20 miles faster in my car. Oh yeah. So just like I'm just You're trying so to hit 88. Into- yeah, exactly. I'm just I'm just really enjoying just thinking about that film. It just gives me goosebumps talking about it. Um, and that was also my favorite ride at Universal Studios was Jack Back to the Future. And when they tore it down for, I believe, either the Simpsons ride or Despicable Me ride, I have not been to Universal Studios since. So I yeah. and I don't want to go because that was my favorite ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and right in line with my favorite movie. But that's my top five. Um, go ahead. Go ahead and... Uh, well, do you want to give us a rundown real quick one more time of your yeah, top five? Yeah, so, so number five, The Lion King. Number four, Birdman. Number three, The Nice Guys. Number two, Avengers Infinity War. And number one, Back to the Future. So I just have to say. Yep. And this is my, my thoughts. I would have never in a million years thought to look at Ryan's top five movies ever and think I'd see the movie Birdman on there. That... Yeah, and like what, uh, yeah, like what, in what I, sense? Like what's your I, I what's your just, angle here? I would just never have thought that this was a movie that Ryan would, because like I, I I get I know the kind of movies that Ryan's like likes, yeah. and like this one is just so such an odd movie. Like you, like people mm-hmm. who like movies, like you know, like crit, like yeah, I I'm not trying to say like I this is just such an odd movie. Like I didn't really find anything that exceptional about this movie i think it was good um but it's like um i'm obviously it you know one best picture like it obviously like it's you know a lot of critics like it and i understand why i just didn't expect this to come from you like yeah. you know yeah no i i get what you're saying yeah it is very much like like you have a marvel movie and birdman on the same list like yeah. you know <laughs> yeah no i am um... I mean, I, I'm all over the, all over the map with the kind of films that I like. It's really like how I am with almost any genre of something that I like. It's yeah. like, I like what I like and I don't really like pigeonhole myself into mm-hmm. a certain category. I will say that like, I was never like a big Oscar film buff until 2014 when like this came out. I think this was the year also for mm-hmm. either this year or the next year was like American Hustle came out that year. Like whatever the films were that year. Um, those were the first two years were like... The this Os- is the year uh, to to the Theory of Everything came out. Yeah, that's when that's when Eddie Redmayne won out, yeah. for Best Actor. Yeah, because I remember the I remember the clip that surfaced on like Twitter or whatever of Michael Keaton. You see him in the crowd and he's got the speech and he's putting it back in his pocket after Redmayne gets announced and it's just soul crushing. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt me so much. Um, no, I think that's a fair point though. Like, yeah, anyone that knows me like knows that of like the three of us, like the big budget, like adventure fantastical films i'm like the most intrigued with and the most lenient on their faults so i get what you're saying yeah but yeah. uh but yeah no birdman just i don't know i think i think it's really the actor's complex behind it is what mm-hmm. really gets to me like i know it's not like a clinic on good acting but there is good acting in this like mm-hmm. and the cast is i really think the cast is exceptional um but yeah no, dude i i, I, I get you i uh I really actually really enjoy your list and it's funny because I hate that I, I keep dabbling into this already, but you have two films on your list that were also just outside of my top five and that's both Lion King and Back to the Future. Back to the Future was very close yeah. to making my list um, and I think Cameron can agree like just like you said with me in Jurassic Park, 
like there was no surprise yeah, what your number yeah. one film was going to be. So I'm glad I talk about you, it all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and I've got a, a I've got a mini film. I've got, I've got a mini hoverboard in my room. Like, there you go. Yeah, from the film. So no, we we go to that we go to that movie. we go to that store at City Walk and I see like the the, the real silver hat, the silver hat all the time. I was like, I want to <laughs> spend the sixty dollars and buy that hat. I really want to do it. Dude, um, no, like you were mentioning it, like the the Zemeckis quote, you know, where he says like, as long as I'm alive, no one's touching us. I think about yeah. that all the time because sadly, in my mind. I worry that his estate, once he dies, is just gonna yeah. be like, yeah, go ahead, like, <laughs> you know, go ahead and make this, and it's like, oh no, oh yeah, like because they're gonna they're gonna be like, hey, um, we can make this movie with Will Smith and Kevin Hart. It's like, yeah, oh, no, I don't want that. Please yeah. don't do that. They're already doing that with planes, trains, and automobiles as a remake, and that just infuriates me. I did me. not hear about that, yeah. and I do I wish yeah, I no. hadn't actually. Yeah, or at, inf- at least I wish I hadn't heard yeah. it from you. It's infuri- <laughs> It's infuriating that that is what they're doing. I did. I don't know how you guys feel. Like I know, like there's probably like remakes of things that we don't even think of as remakes mm-hmm. because the originals came out in, like the fifties, forties, right. whatever it was. So we don't think about it. But when it's something that came out as recent as the eighties and going on and they tell you they're going to remake it i don't it just hits you in a different way like it, yeah and it kind of ties into how i feel with lion king as well it's like i was going into lion king intrigued like mm-hmm. i was like i want to see what they're going to do like because this is just a hundred percent just still an animated film that they're making right. it's just a different form of animation and that movie just feels so dead to me like like there's just no li- there's no liveliness like you can't an- you can't animate this in the way that a Disney film is supposed to be yeah. animated. It just doesn't work. The emotion like, doesn't play the same way. No, because all the because they made them look so photorealistic, all of the animals, that it just they just look like mm-hmm. just dead eyes the whole time. It yeah. doesn't work. Like and they're the biggest they're the biggest culprit of the remakes of anybody. It's just that they're remaking their own stuff, so everybody mm-hmm. gives them a pass. But like and like I, I had to get an animated film on here. Like I'm I love Disney. Uh, Disney has been a part of my life since I was a child. I didn't want to, I thought about a couple other films, bumping it out of there. And when you said like, you didn't have animation in there, I thought maybe I should switch it out. But I, I, it's, I could watch that right now and Mm -hmm. just enjoy myself. Dude. I mean, you, I agree with you. Like you said, like, it's like the greatest animated film, you know, of all time, or at least your favorite, like Lion King would be my favorite animated film too. I, I feel like I don't really talk about it as much. Um, because I feel like a lot of people nowadays don't really focus on Walt Disney animation as much. Everyone always wants to talk about Pixar. Um, but well, like, it's because Monsters put, Inc. exists. So I would put uh, with Lion King above Wally. Maybe not by a long shot, but it, it's definitely above Wally. You know, and it's I think you know all your your point for for Lion King. It, it's fantastic. You know, and it, it really is a solid film. Um, like Cameron was saying, I was a bit surprised to see Birdman. Um, I enjoy Birdman. I really like it. But like he was saying, like yeah, it's good for, for your list. It was not something that I was no, expecting I, to hear. It was a, yeah. it was an interesting surprise. Yeah, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that uh, that rounds out my top five. Yeah. Um, well, Cameron, what do you got for? Yeah, us? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, this is the moment that everyone's been waiting for. You know. Uh, oh, really quick, folks. Are... <laughs> really quick. Sorry, before you do this, Cameron, I don't mean to cut you off. Um, if you want, we'll put the timestamp in for when Cameron's done talking um, in the description. That way, if you guys want to skip ahead and don't listen to this, part, oh my so god! Okay, well, <laughs> no, those are those are good lists. Um, I think if I like had to like sit down and watch, well, I don't know. Yeah, those are both decent lists, but you know, thanks. Now buddy. we're getting to the good stuff, right? Now yeah, we're getting to we the go. good stuff. All right, so number five. Now I chose this movie because I this is I think what every sci-fi movie should be it's rooted in reality but has some sort 
of mysticalness or, you know, um, fictitious characters, points, whatever, you know. And it's all about characters, themes, and emotions, but yet it's explained through something that is kind of unexplainable. And, you know, in this movie, it's done through, you know, aliens and language. Uh, and for me, my number five movie my, uh, is Arrival. Uh, I think Arrival is a gorgeous movie. It, everything that you can, like, everything you could ever want in a movie is there. The cinematography is absolutely stunning. The score is incredible. I mean, Joel, you don't want to talk about scores. You know, when you're coming over the fog and you see the big alien ship for the first time and, like, you know, you've got the big horns and the drums beating and, you know, and then you've got Max Richter's uh, theme in the beginning and in the end. I mean, it, th this movie is... Uh, all is perfect. I mean, it, it's it's and that's not even including the story and how it's it it's keeps you guessing. And then when you know the reveal happens, you're still thinking about this movie afterwards. And the acting is so good. I think about this movie all the time. I think Arrival is an ex is exceptional. Uh, and even talking about it, I'm wondering if I should have put it higher on my list because this movie is so fantastic. Check out Arrival. Number four, this movie is, I remember seeing this uh, this movie in the theater with my mom, and I'd heard really great things about this movie, so I came in with high expectations. The movie was going, and I loved it, and then it got done, and I was sad. I was sad because I wasn't going to be able to spend any more time with those characters. I wasn't going to be able to be in their story anymore. I wanted more, you know? Uh, and that movie is Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook is really a fantastic, it's a, you know, uh, a dramedy, I guess you could say. Um, Jennifer Lawrence gives the best performance she's ever given. Uh, Bradley Cooper absolutely knocks it out of the park with this performance. This is unfortunately the year that Daniel Day-Lewis played Lincoln and there was never a chance that he was going to lose, uh, you know, best actor to anyone by playing Lincoln. My personal opinion, Bradley Cooper played his role better than, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, this movie's funny. It has, you know, Robert De Niro is fantastic. Like, every, everything in this movie is so good. The direction is so good. The writing is so good. You know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I hate that David O. Russell is a terrible person because his movies are always so good. And Silver Lang's Playbook is no exception. I watch this movie maybe once every two months. It just, when I'm feeling sad, I turn this movie on, watch it. It makes me feel happy. All right. Number three. Now, this one is the oldest movie of mine on the list and I'm I remember watching this thing on the couch watching this for the first time and just being like wow that's really cool I really like this uh this movie's Forrest Gump right this for a long time I said Forrest Gump was my favorite movie maybe even like uh, even like five years ago I would have had Forrest Gump as my favorite movie because I just remember watching it for the first time you know being young and like wow they're telling a really long, epic story about this one person who, and by all accounts, is seemingly not a very, you know, unique or special person. But he's doing all of these very unique, special things. And he goes through history. And, like, that was something that was cool for me is, like, seeing all these events, you know, uh, you know, shaking hands with JFK or, you know, stuff like that, I, I think was all 
very cool and you know uh you you know and they're like of course when i was watching it as a kid there were a lot of themes and a lot of parts of the story that i didn't really understand and so when as i got older and watched it to get watched it again you know understanding the love story between you know him and jenny and the lengths that he went and understanding that you know what it was a love story for him but jenny completely used him the entire time like there there was there's so much depth to this movie and i know it might not age well because you know of tom hanks play you know there's that whole conversation nowadays um but i think forrest gump is really an incredible movie people say oh i can't believe that movie beat out pulp fiction or and saving private ryan right that was the same year right no pulp fiction no, yes yeah, not saving pulp private fiction ryan. yeah what beat out saving private ryan was that uh, shakespeare, shakespeare in love, love. Yeah, shakespeare yeah. in love that's um, a great that's a great yeah, yeah. okay save yeah that for another, um, another pulp fiction i think there, oh and shawshank redemption that was the other that one. was it yeah mm. um for me i i completely disagree i think forrest gump is absolutely the best of those the best movie out of those three I agree with you. All right. Number two. And then the, these are the two that people are obviously going to expect. Uh, number two for me is inception. I mean, there's not much I can say. Joel said for him, interstellar, that movie theater experience was what did it for him. Inception. I just kind of, it blew my mind. Everything about it, you know, um, the story, the idea of dreams inside dreams, um, you know, the, um, the fight scene inside of the hotel hallway where it's spinning. I mean, this is, this movie is absolutely insane. It's incredible. And like I said, going back and watching it now, I realize that there are issues with this movie, but that doesn't mean it's not one of my favorites. I will, if this, if this movie is on there, someone says, Hey, you want to watch inception? Of course I'm going to watch inception. This movie's fantastic. Um, I love Christopher Nolan. Uh, it might not be his best movie. Actually, I think I, I think Inception's his best it movie. It might be, yeah. It might be. <laughs> it's really close. Interstellar and Inception are both fantastic for different reasons. Um, but yeah, it, you know, the ending of Inception, you know, everyone still talks about the ending of Inception. How do you make a movie that's 10 years old and people are still talking about the ending not knowing, not having a definitive answer, and then people going out and making crazy theories about, you know, uh, Inception is fantastic my number two movie and of course we get to number one and you guys all know my favorite movie this movie is absolutely exceptional the acting the score the music the plot the story the lodge this movie is no i'm kidding uh it's la la land i mean duh right um how can i how can i not say la la land um joel was talking about how you saw um what movie you, you saw Interstellar four times in theaters, right? Yeah, I saw, I saw her. La La Land, I think the same. Oh yeah, La La Land. Yeah, yeah. I said her, but uh, her was on my. Uh, it's an honorable mention for. I love that movie. Um, I saw La La Land, I believe, six times in theaters. Uh, and one time I paid. It would. It was a sixty dollar Uber round trip, to go see an IMAX, uh, and that's not including the IMAX ticket. Um, I love movies. I love. I've always wanted to make movies. I've always had the dream of moving to Los Angeles and pursuing the, a film career. And this movie was made while, you know, this movie came out while I was in college and it was like, I love musicals. It's like Damien Chazelle came to me and was like, Hey Cameron, what do you want in a movie? I will make it for you. And I said, hey, you know, I love Emma Stone. I love Ryan Gosling. I love musicals. I want to make movies in Los Angeles. 
I like good cinematography. I like good music. And he's like, all right, I got you. And then he made La La Land. Like I like that movie is made for me. I, I, I don't see anything wrong with that movie. It's gorgeous. Every time I watch that movie, I cry. The ending is one of the most heartbreaking and also most lovely endings I've ever seen. I get chills every time he goes into the epilogue. I mean, I could talk about how much I this movie. There's so much love that every single frame, every single shot. I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. I'll put on this movie all the like if I'm like I talked about Silver Lang's playbook. I'll be sad and I'll put that on. But all and it's like for me, it's just like, oh, I have, you know, 20 minutes to kill. I guess I'm going to watch, you know, the opening sequence of La La Land for a little bit. You know, like that's how it is for me and La La Land. Uh, I know it's me. I know it's a meme because we talk about it all the time on you know the show but i i really do think that la, la land is it's my favorite movie i also think it's one of the best movies ever made like um moonlight was cool yeah but la, la land winning and then not winning best picture uh it kind of destroyed me so uh but yeah uh so yeah just to go through it again uh number five is arrival number four is silver Lines playbook number three is forrest gump Number two is Inception, and number one, of course, is La La Land. Sweet, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a solid list there. I think the only one that kind of caught me off guard a little bit, and I don't even necessarily mean off guard because it's it's a great film, but Arrival. I mean, you've definitely talked about it, but it's yeah. just I don't feel like you've talked about it as much as the other ones. Yeah. Um, and then Forrest Gump as well. Actually, mm. I I adore that movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I didn't I didn't know that you kind of hold that one so close to your heart. Um, as with Ryan, La La Land was another one that almost made my list. It was, it was very, very yeah. close. Um, I, I love that film. And like you said, it just, for a lot of the same reasons that you said you enjoy it, it, it's exactly what I mean. It's like, they're kind of living in that, that world that, you know, I want to be part of, you know, mm-hmm. um, and to kind of see it play out on screen. Like you said, I love movies about movies, love movies about making movies and just about the industry and just that, that, that culture, um, well, it's a culture a that we're all embedded. We're all embedded into. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and, and you know, the thing that's so special for me about that movie is, you know, I, I fell in love with that movie the first time I saw it, and I saw it so many times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so much of it takes place on not so much of it, but you know, there's scenes that are filmed on the Warner Brothers lot, and they're right. like, "Hey, we're on the Warner Brothers lot." Uh, so then to go get a job where I'm literally walking and giving a little tour, which is what Emma Stone character does for Ryan Gosling. And on the same, like that, like that just whole thing, that whole cycle, um, it's crazy to me. Like I, like I, I feel like my life is connected to this movie, mm-hmm. you know? So that, that's why it's my favorite. I also think it's a great movie, uh, uh, like a best movie. Uh, I think everyone should watch it, but I have a very personal connection to that movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm surprised that you had Arrival at five, not because it, not because I'm surprised you liked it, because I know you do, and not because um, I don't think it's good. I think Arrival is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think it, it rightfully belongs on your list. I'm just surprised, like of like the space sci-fi element films. I thought Interstellar would have been ahead of Arrival for you. I get, I yeah, I I understand that, and and maybe it, and maybe it is, I. See, the thing is, is that Arrival, like, I expected Interstellar to be good, and, you know, I expected Arrival to be good, and, but it's just, like, Interstellar made me cry. Okay, so, they're so close, like, they really are close, Mm -hmm. like, they could go back and forth, but, like, I put Inception on my list, you know, so I wasn't going to put two Nolan movies, but I, I, I do think Arrival 
has something that Interstellar doesn't. And I I can't name exactly what it is, um, but it just, for me, it just feels a little bit more... It's almost subtle in a way, right? There's a little mm-hmm. bit more nuance I agree. to Arrival. Maybe you could even say a lot more nuance to Arrival. And just the way that the story takes place and, you know, you have all of these scenes that kind of are pieced together like a puzzle. And then the reveal happens and the ending and the beginning are the same, right? right? It's It really is like the whole thing is that I, the whole thing is circular, which is what the entire, like the movie itself is circular and it's about like time being circular. And that's just insane. Like that is insane filmmaking in my opinion. Uh, this is actually arrival is actually based off of a novella um, by Ted Chang. Fantastic author. You should check him out. This is the best book to film adaptation I've, I've, I've absolutely ever it is better than the it takes some of the things from the um it takes some of the things from the book and changes them for way way better uh reasons so yeah is it a better adaptation than twilight <laughs> slightly just slightly yeah okay. um the forest gump pick is inspired i really like that choice yeah great um, movie yeah i actually i've never heard you talk about it yeah, I um, yeah, I guess I've never really needed to, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, like all <laughs> you know, the other four on your list, I've either heard you mention or fit the style of film that I know you like. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I think I'm a little surprised that, Joel, you might agree with me on this. That your list isn't as like, I don't know what the word for this is. It's like chic like uh, sure yeah like, uh, yeah not, like not cheap, i don't like, uh, i don't want to say film snobby because you're not yeah. a film snob but no, like I'm, I'm surprised that there isn't more like and i know we joke about this more like a24 style films on your list yeah like i'm a little surprised by that um yeah based on uh, yeah. before you reply if i can kind of touch on that with ryan too like obviously we're, we're all giving each other crap for our lists but i like, like your list by the way I, yeah you. i do i, I would, really I like would watch list. i'd watch all five of these movies yeah um, I, I too, I, not that I expected your whole list to be filled up with it. Cause I knew it wasn't going to, but I did. I, the same thing. I, I expected to see some like, you know, like I joked around like Paul Thomas Anderson or yeah. like, we have, you know, kind we, of these, we have, we, yeah. we have the equal amount of Paul Thomas Anderson. Movies yeah. On list, so. Um, so it was interesting to, to see you not go that route, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, not to say you have like the reputation for that, but it's like, I feel like especially when we were working together, maybe it's because more of those types of movies were coming out at the time, but I feel like that's more what you talked about more often, you know, as opposed to like you, like I said, I've never heard you talk about Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. I would have never in a million years have picked Forrest Gump as one of your top five. And not that I think it's a bad pick because I absolutely love Forrest Gump. Yeah. It's just, you know, based on the types of movies you type, typically talk about and even the ones you know from the things i've seen you write and stuff like it's just not what i would have expected no yeah and you know i can totally appreciate that because i i like if we go through the honorable mentions i feel like i will have a lot of the ones that you're talking about Mm -hmm. but like when it comes at the end of the day when i'm talking about the my favorite movies these are movies i'm going to want to watch a lot over and over and over again i love phantom thread don't get me wrong i'm not going to just put phantom thread you know put phantom thread on i'm not going to put on you know um you know the killing of a sacred deer the lobster or you know i think they're great movies i think they're fantastic movies um but at the end of the day when i'm picking my favorite movies 
I'm picking movies that I want to have on and I want to watch, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I like those, you know, I like arty movies, but I'm not going to be like, Oh yeah. The neon demon number two, you know, it's cause it's, it's a great movie. It's not one of my favorites though. You know? So yeah, no, I, 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 I think, uh, I, I figured you guys might be actually surprised with what I, yeah. with my list because it was kind of, I guess you could say, normal right like yeah like yeah. if you if i looked if i took the names off of these lists and i saw your list i would think hey joel could have picked these mm-hmm. that's what surprises me the most because i like you guys yeah. have a lot of similar tastes but i think you would tend to go more in depth towards the artsy way whereas he would go more towards me which is like the big action blockbuster film um i honestly feel if you took the names off of this without you know jurassic park if you were to look at his list you would probably say it was something i did yeah, it could be. Because uh, Vertigo and her and Interstellar, yeah. Yeah. All of um, all, all of our lists, honestly, like they're good. If people yeah. didn't know us, and you like you said, you just kind of did like a blind thing. Yeah. Um, it would it would be interesting. Um, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's well, it. I wanted to I want to get into some of our honorable mentions because there could be some interesting discussion in regards to some films we might have left off. Um, but before we do that, we're gonna throw a quick word to our sponsors. So, like Joel mentioned at the beginning of the show, this was very difficult for us to get down to just five. We could have done a top ten, and even then we'd still be like, what about 11 and 12? So, <laughs> to just go a little shine for some other films that we like that might give you guys a little more of an idea of some of the films that we like, we're going to go through a couple honorable mentions, each of us, just quick, quickly run down, see what other films that we're interested in. Uh, Joel, why don't you go first again with that? Cool. Um, I'm going to not say any of the ones that I've already mentioned because I feel like I've already dropped like five. Yeah. Or six yeah, other yeah. And if we have, and if we have ones that are already on each other's list, we've kind of talked about them mm-hmm. being, yeah. uh, potentially on ours as well. So, um, okay. So the first one I'm going to go with is another poster that I have in my room and that is the artist that, that one's mm. just hundred percent film bro ish, but, um, I love that movie so much and that was very close. Yeah, no, I have, um, my favorite director uh, I don't have any of his movies on my list, but my favorite director is David Fincher. Mm. Um, and my favorite movie of his is The Social Network. And it was oh, really nice. hard to really hard to keep Social Network mm-hmm. off of there. I think that's an almost perfect movie, regardless of how much we all hate Mark Zuckerberg yeah. and Facebook now. <laughs> um, what about you, Cam? Yeah, so I'm going to go with Eighth Grade. Mm. Um, great. I, I, I love Eighth Grade. That movie is so good. Um it's like a, I, I say this, it's like, I feel like eighth grade and book smart. I also really love book smart are kind of like spiritual successors to each other. Yes. Uh, Cause they have very similar, um, they have very similar uh, feeling to them. Right. Mise-en-scene, mise-en-scene to them almost um, very similar themes. And so, yeah, love those two. Eighth grade. That's the scene at the pool party makes me squirm in my chair when I watch it. It's yeah. just like, it's just like, cause it's like a lot of us have been there, like being that kid mm-hmm. that's like nervous all the time or not comfortable. Uh, that's a great, that's a great, it's a great film that I can't watch again because of how, <laughs> how much it resonates. So great choice. Um, all right, let's go again. Joel, what else you got? Uh, next up my list is the Sandlot. That that's my childhood. Nice. That that's, that was my life growing up. And um, it was very hard not to put Sandlot in my top five. So Sandlot. I am going to go – I think I think that as time goes, this film might sneak in there. It, I'm going to go with probably one of the more recent films any of us will talk about. I'm going to go with Parasite. Oh, um, nice. Go on. Parasite, Parasite is incredible. That is 
that is everything a film that you could ask mm-hmm. for. It is so perfect. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad that it broke the barriers of, well, it's just an international film. It shouldn't right. be nominated for Best Picture. Well, it was, and it just absolutely cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Uh, very happy for Parasite. Also, just missed out on my top five. Cam? All right. It's technically two movies, but I consider them one movie. Um, Paddington and Paddington 2. Okay. All right. (laughs) These movies should not be nearly as good as they are. Paddington 1 is fantastic, but Paddington 2 is like if um, Wes Anderson directed a kid's movie, it would be Paddington 2. It's so good. Dude, I'm so mad. I, I've still never seen those, and I've been mean to get around to them. Yeah. I wanted to see the first one in theaters, and I didn't. And just hearing how like hyped it is, it's like I, I'm so mad. When Paddington, <laughs> when Paddington Two came out, it was like people are saying like this is what, like one of the best films of the year. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, Paddington Two is a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's wild. I I was the only adult that was. Well, I didn't have kids, but like the so like there were a bunch of kids with their moms in this movie. And then there was me, and I was like, I feel very uncomfortable right but now. The but, mo- but the movie's so good, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, that movie, I was, yeah, that movie's great. All right, uh, let's go again. Joel, what else you got for us? So that's kind of a perfect lead-in, Cameron, because I'm going to go with a Wes Anderson film next, and that is Moonrise Kingdom. That, mm. oh, <laughs> I can watch Moonrise Kingdom all the time. The humor in it is just like 100% on my alley, and I, I quote it all the time. Do you put that above Grand Budapest Hotel? That's what I, I was do ask, yeah. not necessarily for huh. in, not necessarily in terms of film. They're they're very close. I actually almost wrote Grand Budapest, um, but Moonrise was my first Wes Anderson the first Wes Anderson film that I'd seen, mm. um, and that one's more of a like personal connection type thing mm-hmm. to it as yeah. opposed to like I think it's better because I do think Grand Budapest is his best film. Yeah. Um, but I, I I just always I always gravitate back to to Moonrise. I am going to go with – I know th- you guys haven't seen these, but these are some of the best films that have ever been made, especially in the major genre big budget uh, franchise, more so even like Marvel or Star Wars or anything. I'm going to go with Lord of the Rings specifically. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the third one, Return of the King. Um, that movie is just incredible what they were able to accomplish with that. I love how they just shot them all in succession to just like it felt so much like a free-flowing story as you watch them all it, to watch i think all three with the extended cut is like a nine out is like nine hours to do it and if somebody was like hey do you want to come over and just spend nine hours watching lord of the rings i'd be like yeah let's do it i'm yeah. in. um uh i think uh it speaks for itself in terms of its oscar prowess too it's the it's the first like major fantastical franchise to come to the Oscars and just be like, hold my beer. Like, yeah. I think they won 14, right? Like something like that. Uh, it was, 17. Wasn't, I think it was, it was a, cr- four, it was like 14 in one night. Yeah. They won yeah. all of them. They crushed it they crushed at the Oscars. It, yeah. it was incredible. I think it was like everything, but the acting categories yeah. basically, yeah. they just took over. Um, so yeah, Lord of the Rings, the whole franchise. But if I had to pick one, I go with return of the King. Cam, what do you got for us? Oh, it's my turn. Whew. Okay. Um, so this movie, I think I might have said it before. Um, the way that people look at The Godfather now, I think come 30, 40 years, that's the way they're going to look at The Irishman. Wow. Um, I think The Irishman is absolutely exceptional. Um, 
you know, this movie's three and a half hours long. You would think a three and a half hour movie has to be boring at some point. Nope. Uh, this movie kept me sucked in the entire time. And do you know how hard that is when you're watching a movie at home on your, um, you know, uh, you're sitting on your couch watching a movie for three and a half hours and you don't get sidetracked to do something else. If it's in a movie theater, fine. Yeah. That's, you know, but at home in three and a half hours. Yeah. Um, the Irishman is Martin Scorsese's best movie, uh, without a doubt. Um, and if it's the last movie, oh no, he's making another one. But if that was his last movie, it would have been the perfect movie to end off, uh, end off on. So yeah, Irishman. Nice. Playing, he's playing the hits in that one, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. basically. Um, Joel, what do you got? I have Raiders of the Lost Ark. You oh, can tell was, I love I am, Steven I am, Spielberg. I almost said that one. I almost <laughs> but said Raiders, that. oh my god, that movie is so fun. Like yeah. that's, I think that's the biggest thing for me is it's just so fun, you know, and it's yeah. like. You see this movie, and who doesn't want to hang out with with Indy? You know that whole first sequence with the temple, and and you know that famous scene with the ball and him switching out the, you know the the idol, and it's just ah, that movie is so much fun, and I, I absolutely love it. I got to see that um, <clears throat> when I worked in Milwaukee at the film festival. They had uh-huh. a showing of that in sixty millimeter, um, and it was like si- sitting at like an old school theater yeah. with the film reel, watching that was just like. It blew my mind. I love it. I legitimately thought about saying that one, and now I don't have to. So thank you for that. Um, Instead, I'm going to go with Saving Private Ryan. Um, I love war films. Like the like the war. I don't know what it is about it. Like whether it's like watching like Band of Brothers on HBO or watching a film like Saving Private Ryan. I just like the element of being in the war and following along with the story, and especially this one where this ragtag group goes on a mission to rescue a guy that they've never even met putting their lives on the line just for an important cause. And it's just, it's an emotional gut punch saving private Ryan. One of my favorite films and my name's in it. So that works yeah. too. That was going to be my last pick. So now I have to pick another one. <laughs> so we stole one from each other. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. stole one from each other. Go ahead, Cam. All right. Um, I mean, there's so many, uh, I want to say, you know, Obviously, I love The Phantom Thread. It's a great movie. Um, but I think I'm going to go with The Spectacular now. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you know, Miles Teller, Shailene Woodley, now engaged to Aaron Rodgers. What the hell? Yeah. What's that? Um, What's but that? <laughs> this movie is It's very... I mean, it's a romantic movie, right? Yeah. Um, but it plays very differently, right? Uh, much more about... Uh, characters than the love of the characters you know the character's journey rather than them falling in love and that just so happens to be part of the journey um so yeah uh, spec- uh that fantastic four i almost said fantastic four <laughs> uh the, spe- the spectacular now definitely you would have th- we would people to throw in your list out if yeah. You yeah fantastic four yeah um all right let's go one more time joel okay. what do you got this for your last stuff now because like i said i had a i had saving private ryan um, I'm going to pick two movies here as one, just because you kind of did that with Lord of the Rings. Um, Cameron did it with Paddington. So yeah, yeah, so there we go. But these ones are not necessarily in succession. They are the same franchise, not in succession. Um, this one was probably a little bit further from making my list, but I'm going to go with Rocky and Rocky IV. Okay. I really love Rocky. Um, the first one is fantastic. I think Rocky Four is the best Rocky film, um, but... I get very emotional watching the first Rocky and yeah, I just, I think those are great films. Do you like the Creed movies? 
I actually have not seen Creed, no. and my I, parents have seen it because my dad loves Rocky as well, and he was yeah. like, the Creed movies are very good. Yeah, I haven't the, seen the second one, but the, the first, first one. First, the first yeah, one I've is heard so good. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is so good. The second one is good. The first one is like incredible. Dude, that first fight sequence in, the, in Creed is, yeah. oh my God, insane. Yeah, Creed, Creed was on my short list of like one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. Like That was the movie that year that I could have watched like every day and just had yeah. a good time. Oh, this is tough for the last one. I'm it's fighting, hard, huh? I'm fighting between two. <laughs> There's um, so many movies that I could tell. We could do this know, for hours. I know. Like, I really want to put the original Star Wars on there because mm. it just it's so important. Mm, to, the, uh, the Last Jedi was going to be mine, so. Yeah. <laughs> you can still talk? No, that's you, a joke. Okay. <laughs> oh, I really want to put Star Wars on there, but I'm cheating a little bit now by mentioning it and then not actually picking it. So um, my last pick is going to be Moneyball. Um, oh, nice. Moneyball is my favorite sports movie. I remember when that came out in, when I was in college, and I went to go see it, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. It made me fall even more in love with my favorite sport. Um, at Joel, you know this, and I'm sure I've mentioned the camera too. Like me and my buddies in college, like we'll go to the baseball stadiums, like on trips, and go check them all out, and we just love to talk about and watch baseball. That's just what we do as our friend group. And Moneyball was so fun for us because. It's a baseball story about people that we're familiar with because we grew up watching them because the movie takes mm-hmm. place in the early 2000s. So, and the and plus the acting performances are very good too. Um, a lot of and Sorkin wrote on that one, so I'm just yeah, I really yeah. enjoy Moneyball. Um, can I ask Cam, you a question? You oh, Sorry, yeah, can yeah, I ask you a question? And this is going to yeah. be kind of a way of me cheating and throwing out another one, but I also want to yeah. ask you this just because of what you just mentioned. Sure. How close, if at all? was Field of Dreams for you because that was another one that was very close. In terms of my top like 5, in, in terms of at least making it onto your your uh your honorable mentions. I think I this might be controversial. You might not like this. I like The Natural more than Field of Dreams in terms oh, okay. of like no, that's, old that's, that's a solid movies. pick, yeah. yeah. I love baseball movies. Like it, mm-hmm. I could do a top 5 of just baseball movies. Oh yeah. So we'll have to we'll yeah. have to get the sibs on sports yeah. guys yeah. on here that, for that, for our sports movies yeah. episode. That, yeah, when you we guys start, can do that. When we start a when we start <laughs> a Patreon, we'll put that. We'll put we're going to we're going to replace Cameron with with uh, Pat Daddy and Dan the Man for when we do a sports <laughs> episode. Yeah, that'll be a good time. The greatest uh, game ever played. Hey, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Um Adam <laughs> Sandler's what's the Happy Gilmore? Uh, Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. They're going to say that, So that's your last one, right? No, that's your no. last pick. <laughs> um, okay, so well, we'll go with the trilogy. But specifically this one. <laughs> uh they're all excellent, but um War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. Is yeah. Oh my god. Like that's the third one, right? That's the third one. And that movie surprised me more than almost probably any movie I've ever seen yeah. because you know, you've got this big blockbuster trilogy and the movie is called War for the Planet of the Apes. But for some reason, that one has the least amount of fighting, of fighting. in it, yeah. right? And that's what was so shocking. For It was much more an emotional, like, journey where you're just seeing, like, how these apes are just, like, being just tortured. It's like, uh, you know, it, like, it's they're essentially in a concentration camp, right? Where they're killing them off. And it's just like, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting this to be, like a movie where I was legitimately invested in the characters and like for them to end off for them to take the chance of titling a movie war for the plan of the apes ending the trilogy and like 
barely actually like having any yeah. actual fighting in it, I thought was one insanely brave and two it paid off very well that was actually um i believe that was either my first or second favorite movie of what was that would have been 2016 2017 2017 yeah 2017 when that came out um so yeah war for the planet of the apes the rest the other two are very good but war for the planet apes for me they just got they got better as they went yeah yeah yeah, i war for the planet apes 100 percent. i don't i don't think any film or film franchise of the last 10 years had any business being as good as it was than the planet of the apes remakes. oh it's the it's the best film trilogy and i don't know how long so it's an, it's ridiculous it's how good very good yeah well that'll all go out the window once national treasure 3 comes out <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh all right so that is our top five plus some honorable mentions we've given all of our listeners a lot of good films to recommend uh for them to go check out uh joel uh we're gonna post these on our socials at some point uh right is that correct yeah so i actually have something a little fun for all the listeners out there so what we're gonna do is either the day after or maybe two days after we're gonna post the day our after list. tomorrow the day after tomorrow almost made my list no, i'm just kidding um we are going to uh post these on our socials whether it be on our story or on a on a main feed post i haven't decided yet um but once it's out there reply to us and let us know whose list you liked the best it doesn't have to be like oh i hated joelle's list but i loved ryan's like it's just a matter of like which one do you think most lines up with kind of what you think um what we're gonna do is anybody who replies to that we're gonna put your name into a pool we're gonna randomly select a name from a random number generator or something along those lines and whoever's name gets picked we're gonna send you one of our stickers that we just launched a couple of days ago or earlier this week i guess i should say or no when this comes out it'll have been probably two weeks from then it'll be about a about a week or two, a week yeah, and a half yeah um but yeah so all you have to do is reply with whoever your favorite was um you don't have to share it or anything like that if you feel obligated to go for it uh, but anyone who replies votes we're gonna throw your name in the mix and we're gonna give a sticker away so i think that'd be fun. free fo free free all right so look forward <laughs> to that look forward to that uh thank you all so much for joining us for this special edition episode you've mentioned to us you wanted to see us talk about good films we talked about a lot of them here today um as always you can find us on our socials at refund pod and anywhere you listen to your podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify etc thank you all so much for joining us and we will see you next time